so then I went independent with it and it was the best choice I could have made because I can I can offer more than just one source you know to our clients and make sure that that they're happy no matter what happens um, and you know you have to have it so I'm a, I'm a, a person that believes in um, you know, what's always going to be there and insurance is always going to be there. It's just how you do it different than others and how you retain, how you keep people happy. Welcome to the JWL CFO show. I'm your host, Jeremy Wells. And with me today is my guest, Louis Alleman. Lewis has got a lot of different things going on, but he seems to have a hold of what's going on. So I wanted to bring him on and tell him about how he's managing multiple businesses, multiple teams at the same time. So Lewis, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us about these things you got going on and how you're helping people. Yeah, for sure. And listen, I appreciate you having me with uh, on the call. And um, yeah, you know, one of the main businesses that we do is uh, we actually own an insurance agency. Um, and we're in, in a multiple different states. We're in Georgia, Texas, uh, Florida as well. Um, we also run a uh, marketing agency that helps loan officers and realtors generate their own leads as well. Um, and we also have a CRM system that we have that uh, helps with the managing of those leads. Um, and we also have a, um, a security alarm system that gives uh, realtors uh, an ability to give a thank you to their customers by giving them six months for free and so forth. So, you know, we try to help the, the community as much as we can, but we also help our uh, business partners all together. So what was the sequence? I mean, did you start all four of these at the same time or how did you go from one of these businesses into the next one? Yeah, you know, the insurance agency was the first and that was just, and that's, that's the main company that, that a lot of things happen with. Um, then came in the marketing agency and I was, a, I was the type of person that, that I was getting referrals from our referral partners, like our mortgage brokers and our uh, real estate agents. But, you know, we weren't really giving anything back other than just great service. And in this community or in this time of you know, life now, it's like, what can you do for me as well? So I started a marketing agency that we actually do the marketing for our referral partners at no cost. Um, and if they do want to pay, they can go ahead and pay for it as well. But the marketing agency came second uh, and we were able to develop leads for those uh, referral partners. And um, then after that came the CRM system to kind of put everything together to see how we can actually get the closing ratios higher for our, our referral partners. Um, and then the alarm system just kind of came to us that the company said, Hey, we're going to give you six months for free. Um, if you sign up with us, this and that for their clients. And that's just pretty much saying thank you. So it kind of all revolves around the world of, you know, insurance, uh, home buying and, you know, taking care of your, your, your client, which is the end game. It's really interesting because two, two things out of that stuck out to me because at one point you, you said, you know, what, what can you do for me? Right? Like, what have you done for me? What, what am right. I getting out of this? And I, right. I think that, that a lot of uh, small business owners, especially down here in the South, right? Where mm -hmm. everybody is polite, everybody's nice to each other. It's really difficult to, to kind of frame doing business in those terms. It's really difficult, you know, at least explicitly, right? When you're sitting down right. with the client or with the customer, it's hard to, it's hard to make those asks. It's hard to say, okay, I need to take care of me and my people for, you know, I, I need mm -hmm. to do that. But then at the same time, you know, you said a lot of what, how you transitioned from one business to the other one was to find a way to add more value, right? Yes. To, to say thank you to the people that you're working with. And so mm -hmm. it's interesting that you found a way to, to, answer both of those questions almost at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. Like a, a way for you to get more out of your business for yourself and, you know, for the people you're taking care of, but then at the same time, deliver more value to your clients and customers. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think um, it, it's tough 
in, in business to, to make that connection, right. To see that, you know, by doing more for, by expecting more out of the relationship with your customers and clients, you can actually start bringing them more. You know, I, right. I, I try to do that in, in my practice as well. You know, I, there are a lot of accountants out there that are happy to just do your tax return, for example. Mm -hmm. Right. But to me, that that's a one-time kind of event. It's two weeks in April. I get it done. I don't, you know, we don't think about each other for another year, but to me that, that doesn't foster a relationship. That's not helping you throughout the year, right? That's not right, exactly. of value to, to mm -hmm. you for me. So what are you doing um, as far as, you know, connecting these dots with the marketing, with the CRM, what are you actually doing to bring more value um, to those clients? Like how is that, how is that helping them do their business better? What, what, what are they getting out of that? You know, what they're getting out of it is, is the time spent behind marketing. And, you know, time is money when you're a business owner and an entrepreneur. Um, if, you're, if you're spending an hour doing something that you shouldn't be doing because it's not your profession, um, then you're taking that hour away from your day to day. And it's very important for realtors, loan officers, anybody that's doing marketing that, you know, they, if they're not a marketer, they don't know what they're doing. They're just testing and trial. They're spending money for nothing. Um, and they're spending their time as well as their money. And, and again, putting those together, if you're only, if you're spending a hundred dollars to test something, but then in reality, you're spending an hour, what do you make on an hourly basis? So that has a lot to do with it as well. And, you know, when we came into it, it was more of like, you, you are able to scale your business or grow your business. You know, we want to be there for you as well, because we're, we're growing a business, you know, all together as well. But at the same time, you know, if we can help you grow your business, it just, it just comes back and forth, you know, and that's the biggest thing, but it essentially it was all based on time and people were always complaining about, um, these leads are too expensive here. You know, we're, we're spending money over here and we don't know what we're doing. It's just, they're, they're just going back and forth on it. And, you know, once we came into the picture, it was like, Oh my gosh, so you handle everything. Yeah. We'll handle all the back end spend, all, all the back end uh, design, all that good stuff. Cause it comes easy for us. We already know what, it, what we're doing. Um, therefore it just, it helps them for future prospecting, building pipelines and so forth. They're, they're worried about their business. And that's, you know, that was our main focus is how can we all grow together? That's a big trend. And it's something that I try to push with, you know, owners that I talk to as well is um, spending less time working in your business and more time working on your business, right? You know, mm -hmm. developing those, those processes, developing those workflows so that you can outsource those things, whether you're bringing people, you know, you're hiring people, you're building your team or whether you're right. finding uh, a, an outsource solution or a software solution, right? Mm -hmm. But getting that that just menial day-to-day -day, low value repetitive work off of your plate so that you right. can focus on the bigger picture. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. So you uh, were telling me that you have uh, built some teams up for some of this work that mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're doing good work with this team. How did that process start? When did you decide I need some help with this and, and what would that, what did that process look like? You know, for the insurance agency, it was, um, you know, when you're starting a business, you are the engineer, pretty much. You're the person that, you know, all together knows exactly how to run the business and the ins and outs of it. So once you perfect it, you bring another person that you can teach a certain traits. You don't want to teach that person to do everything because you have to be able to, 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 to fall on people. So if like the insurance business in our office, if you're good at auto insurance, you're going to do the auto insurance piece. If you're good at home insurance. You're going to do that piece. If you're good at the service work, you'll do that piece. You know, you don't want to put everything together because people get overwhelmed. Um, and so when I was able to build that piece of, for the insurance agency, that's exactly the same model that I, that I went for the CRM system, for the marketing agency and for the security alarm system. It was more of, I, I need to find people that are good at that piece of it. 
And if I'm good at it, let me teach you how to do it. And it kind of evolved to where it's at now. Um, you don't want to do everything, at, you know, like you, you were saying, you don't want to work at your business, you know, like not like at, but like, like the day-to-day -day stuff. You want to oversee everything. And, and that's exactly what I did with every single business that we're going into is that, you know, you perfect it in the beginning and then find the, the, the pieces of that puzzle that we'd be able to do exactly what you do, except, you know, you're just looking at it. Awesome. Awesome. So how has it been, have you had any challenges finding people to fill those roles? Um, oh, a for lot of sure. Business, yeah. yeah. A lot of business yeah. owners talk about how it's difficult to find good work, you know, good staff. Yeah. You know, nowadays it's all, we're in a uh, society of that they're, they expect to get this, you know, most people are, and, you know, without experience and without knowing exactly how the, the forefront's going to be, it's, it's hard to, to keep those kind of people because they don't see the big picture. And the people that see the big picture are like, oh my gosh, we can, we can evolve this so much. So that's, that, that's always been the growing pains behind all the businesses that they don't see the future. And it takes a unique person to see the future. And it might take two or three months, but you can tell usually within a two week basis, if a person is going to be in it to win it, or they're just going to be like, oh, I just need a paycheck. And, you know, for us, that was the hardest piece of it is how to scale it to, to find the new people. And, you know, you have to pay your people the right way, but you, it, nowadays people expect it up front, but you have to actually earn it. And if you don't earn it, you know, it's just one of those things. And that's, that was, the, that was a big growing pain for us. Interesting. So are you, how are you bringing people into that fold, right? You know, what, what's going on in that two or three months on, on your end and on their end, as far as figuring out whether this is a good fit, figuring out whether they're buying into this uh, vision, this long-term kind of project here. You know, I make them, for? you know, in the companies we're with, I, I give them a piece. So if, you know, I give them a dream and a hope, right? But a dream and a hope can become a reality and you have to make that reality yourself. And what I tell them is if you run this as yours, you never know, it might be yours. And we can sign an agreement stating if you reach these numbers, here's a percentage of this company. And I'm a big proponent of giving back to, to our, to our you know, employees. And I don't like calling employees, I call them all partners because in reality, we're growing something all together. And if they'll stay with it and they see it, they're, they're gonna make it theirs. Like, you know, when, when I'm talking with, with the insurance agents um, in, in the office, it's all about that they're an agent. You know, they're the ones, my name's on the door, but that's their clients. They're the ones that are keeping up with them and they're getting, you know, you know, money in the back end as well to keep it up. And that's exactly what we do with other companies. If there's a renewal base or there's more money to be made because they're paying bills or it's a renewal based system, then they're going to be able to earn because of how many, how many people they come bring in because I'm, I'm making it seem like it's theirs as well. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So it, it definitely seems like with this generation, it's got to be about more than just a paycheck, right? Yeah. Somehow, somehow employers have to figure out a way to make it more about more than just a paycheck. Yeah. And, and that, that is really what's differentiating these companies that continue to complain about not being able to find good workers mm -hmm. and the ones that are talking about building teams, building partnerships that are really out there thriving and instead of just surviving, it sounds like. Right. And it takes time, you know, it takes time to evolve people. And if, if you can, if you can match the, the skill sets with the people, you know, for, for that company altogether, it works out. And if it doesn't, you know, it's just one of those things, it's, it's a learning curve and you just keep moving on. And that just comes in business. That's, that's the type of expenses and money that you're going to spend to try to get where you're going. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. So how'd you get started in insurance? Like what, what led you into this field? Yeah, you know, I came straight from school into State Farm. So State Farm was my first initial, like, hey, hoorah, here we go. 
And, um, you know, I was gonna become a state farm agent, but in Florida or in the, in the, in the market that we're in, it just didn't fit right with how I wanted to do business, especially with the marketing piece of it and all that. Um, so then I went independent with it and it was the best choice I could have made because I can, I can offer more than just one source, you know, to our clients and make sure that, that they're happy no matter what happens. Um, and you know, you have to have it. So I'm a, I'm a, a person that believes in, um, you know, what's always going to be there and insurance is always going to be there. It's just how you do it different than others and how you retain, how you would keep people happy. Um, so, you know, and it challenged me, like some, just some jobs that I had before, it was just a job. It was never a career. And I was looking for a career. And when you challenge me and challenge my mind to learn certain things and, and I'm learning every single day. And that was just the insurance piece of it. It's, it's, it's pretty boring, but it, there's so much to learn out of it. And it sounds like it went from being just a career to being a business that's now turned into a conglomerate almost. Yes. You know, yeah. It opened a lot of doors. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you said you went from going with this company to going independent and that makes it to where you can provide better value to your, to your clients mm -hmm. on the consumer side. Um, you know, what's the difference to me as opposed to going somebody with a company's name on their building versus their name? on the building. You know, at the end of the day, insurance companies are insurance companies. You know, uh, you file a claim, either it gets declined or it doesn't get declined. It goes through it. The name is a name because it has a lot of money behind it. And in most cases about branding, certain companies know how to brand themselves a lot better, but in a society that we're in now, especially in Florida, there's, there's, there's not a company that's going to go out of business without the, the state, the state of Florida actually, you know, stepping into it and saying, Hey, this is not going to happen this way. This is going to go this way. So, you know, picking certain companies, some companies have better financial background than others, but at the end of the day, your claims or your promises are going to be paid out if it's done by the guidelines that those companies, you know, request of. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, what people are buying the extra cost for, it's just the, the branding, you know, the commercials, the, um, the, the tickets, the, the commercials on, you know, when they're doing football games, stuff like that. So that's pretty much what you're buying whenever you're buying the, the higher brand. And, you know, when it comes down to the end product, it's, that, it, it's, it's insurance. It's going to be there for you. Interesting. Interesting. So, so I'm just paying for those slick Super Bowl commercials really. Is, that's it. That's it. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. So we talked a little bit about, you know, bringing on, um, employees or staff or partners or mm -hmm. however you're talking to talking about that and that being one of the, the the sort of ongoing challenges that business are having what other challenges um are you have you faced in business and and how have you dealt with those challenges and overcome them um you know in my business it's a very um um it's cyclical because you know rates go up and down especially with the different insurance companies um but it's a very saturated field there's a lot of insurance agents um and you know my biggest you know competition has always been myself because I always wanted to be better than everybody else. But at the same time, there was competition there. There still is competition there because, you know, it's brands that put more money behind, you know, their companies or their agencies. Um, you know, and it, one of the, one, one of our biggest, you know, um, uh, problems, not even problems, more like um, you just said it. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm drawing a blank here. Um, <laughs> Uh, our issues, I guess you would say, it was it was the growing pains of doing business a certain way and then having to bring new people in. That mm -hmm. was the hardest piece of it. It's a, business is it's not hard if you do it the right way, um, but growing it is where the, the the growing pains come into place. And I think that for us was the number one problem that we have. 
It seems like a lot of small businesses hit that inflection point where, mm-hmm. you know, you can keep going like this forever, right? Yep. But if you want anything more than this, it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of mm-hmm. money, a lot of commitment, to, and a lot of, like you said, you know, dealing with bringing people in that maybe they don't fit, maybe they don't buy into the program. And so you've got to figure out who's actually the right fit. And it's going to take a long time to, to get over that hump into mm-hmm. where you can get into that growth mode for sure. Yeah. You know, and I think the biggest problem too with business owners is that you do it a certain way and you expect other people to do it like you, but they don't. And then you're like, oh my gosh, no, like you should do it this way. So giving it up or giving that power to somebody else, oh, that just creates another, you know, wave. And that it goes with trust. And it took me two years, two and a half years to let go. And when once I did, it just skyrocketed. What made that difference for you? What, what, what clicked after two years? I read a book. Um, and the book was called, uh, oh my gosh, what is that book? Um, let me see if I can find that book somewhere here. And it, uh, it, it taught me uh, how to like, in the beginning of the conversation of how, you know, you got to be able to engineer or you're the engineer and show people different ways. Uh, let me find that book for you real quick here. Yeah, for sure. Give me one second. This is not the, the first interview I've done where somebody's um, mentioned a book, but not been able yeah. to think of it. You know, the, yeah. the one that I read was the, the E-Myth Revisited. Yeah. Um, and that by itself just caused me to, to look at my you know, business all together. And I was like, man, I'm just doing too much yeah. and you got to let it go. And, 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 you know, once I did that, it took me two, three months to get behind it. And it just, it just completely changed the game of how we were doing business at that point. And that's how I was able to design different teams um, because of that, that state of mind. The E-Myth is incredibly popular um, in, in the accounting field because yeah. a lot of what he says in that book about, you know, d- developing those processes, developing those workflows so that, and, and making them very clear and detailed mm-hmm. so that virtually anybody with just a basic knowledge of that field can fill that seat, can fill that role, can do that work. And so it frees you up, you know, as right, the, exactly. to, to go do the, the things you need to be doing as the owner. You need to be mm-hmm. bringing, you know, bigger, better, higher paying clients in. You yes. need to be out there making a good name for the business. You don't need to be sitting there doing the day-to-day grunt work. Right, exactly. And that was the hard part because, you know, it was my baby. Like I, I built it from scratch, from zero. And to give it up like that, that, ugh, that was the hardest piece of it altogether. But you, you know, you say give it up and, and in a way it is right. But then in a way it, it, it really is opening the door to, to expanding, to, Mm -hmm. you know, moving this, moving this thing forward, you know, otherwise, otherwise you'll just be stuck there forever. Right. Otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very very true. It's hard because I, yeah, I think I'm starting to get to that point too, to where, you know, I, I, I work really hard to do my clients tax returns. I work Mm -hmm. really hard to do my clients bookkeeping. I work really hard to do these things for my clients. And, and to the point at which if I want more clients, you know, or if I want to offer more services to my existing clients, I can't keep up with that. That doesn't, you know, but Mm -hmm. um, so there's still things that I can do of high value for my clients. If I figure out a way to free up time from doing the, these lower value tasks and that kind of thing. Right. Exactly. Yep. Very true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good deal. Good deal. Um, so anybody out there that's, you know, thinking about getting started um, in, in the insurance field, or I guess, you know, any of these other fields you've talked about marketing, CRM, you know, what, it, 
what's something common among these different businesses that you've started that if somebody wanted to jump into one of these fields, what would you recommend to them? Um, you know, for the insurance piece of it, I see a lot of the agents that want to cut corners and give their money to these big organizations that take a percentage from, you know, their commissions and upfront commissions and so forth. You know, for me, uh, I don't like to have people in my pocket and, you know, on the insurance piece work, you know, work for somebody that, that can give you something like that, that can give you access or just start from the bottom up. You know, it's going to take some time, but you're not in business to make money the first year. And if you do make money your first year, great. So be it. But, you know, experience the grind experience, like but from being the, from the bottom up. And that's kind of what I did. I went from being zero to, you know, what we are now. And it took me a good amount of time, but it makes me, you know, say thank you to that because it, it, I did the work and I don't have anybody else in my pocket. Um, on the marketing piece of it, if you're good at marketing, there's certain, there's certain niches you go after. Like you, like when I, when I'm talking to you, I'm telling you like, I do marketing for these industries, right? Mm -hmm. I could do in, uh, marketing for a bunch of other industries, but I'm going to stay in my lane, something that I already know. And most people like to go here, go there, no, pick one thing and stick with it and run with it. Um, for the CRM system, you know, that's, I can't tell you that. That's, that's, uh, that's something that you have to flow into. Um, but the security alarm system stuff, uh, you know, everybody can do it. Uh, they get certified, you know, start from the bottom up and you can offer the same exact services. You just have to have a team that's able to sell for you. Um, but you know, when everything comes down to it, if you're going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to work for yourself is start from the bottom up. Don't try to cut a corner and you know, work, work, work. And if you try to cut a corner, it's going to leave something behind or you're going to leave something out that was very important for you to learn. And it's going to affect you in the long run. Experience the grind. I think I'm going to have to yes. steal that one from me. I like that. I like that <laughs> line. I like that line that, yeah, for sure. Now I can definitely relate because, um, well, let me ask you this first. Did, when you decided to go on your own, did you have a, a mentor an advisor or somebody in the field helping you with that transition or did you just do it on your own? You know, it's always good to have mentors and I mentor people all the time. I'm, I'm also a coach as well for insurance agents. Um, but you know, if you're going to have a mentor, like my mentor was not in the insurance field, but he was great at business. And, you know, I came to him because I worked for the company that I was telling about. I worked for them for five, six years. And I always went to him every year, like, I'm ready. I, I want to go. And then he had pinpoints like that. He asked me, like, hey, are you, you're doing this. You're doing this. You have this. You have that. And I said, no. And he said, no, no to me. And then 2015 comes around and he's like, you're ready. You're good to go. So don't jump into something just because you see somebody else doing it and think it's going to be just, Hey, it's, 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 I'm, I'm ready for it. No, have somebody tell you the truth. I can't go to my parents and I can't go to my family because every single one of them, they're going to say, yeah, you're good. You're fine. No, have somebody that's going to tell you no. And you know, mentor that's, I mean, I have, I have a couple of them, but one in specific and he's pretty big in, in, in Jacksonville. And, um, yeah, he just, he told me how it was. And I, I a hundred percent like always thank him because you know, he didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. He told me exactly what I needed to hear. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. Yeah, I, I got lucky getting a mentor right when I was deciding to come into accounting. And, you know, that's been a great relationship, one that I still have, you know, a few years later. And um, anytime somebody comes to me, thinking about starting a business or thinking about mm -hmm. going into a new field, that's always my first question, right? Do you have a mentor, right? Because right. It, that, that makes that trans, you can do it without one, right? You can yeah. try it, but that makes that transition so much easier. And, and now, like you said, it, it, it puts you in a place where because you've had 
that mentorship and that advisor, you now know what it takes to do that for other people. And so exactly. you, can be, you can start bringing up the next generation mm -hmm. of, of people in that profession. Yeah, which is it's a great thing when somebody calls you a mentor and you give them the right advice. It, it, it you know, you could give me a thousand dollars or give me a compliment like that, and I'll take that compliment all day long because you're affecting somebody's life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I the I I think um, mentorship is is really underrated. Um, you know, it 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 the, the, it seems um, you know counterintuitive with this entrepreneurship kind of mm -hmm. mentality that we have, right? Go out there and do it on your own, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, but, but nobody does anything alone, right? You know, right, you, you've right. always got people there and you're absolutely right. You know, parents, friends, relatives, they're always going to be, you know, your cheerleader, right? But yep. sometimes mm -hmm. you don't need a cheerleader. Sometimes you yeah. need somebody to tell you how it is. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Good deal. Um, so, uh, this has been great. Any, anything else you want to put out there for, um, entrepreneurs, people starting thinking about starting their own businesses, people running businesses for the last couple of years. Um, yeah. You know, one of the biggest things also, you know, kind of flowing back with a mentorship is have a business plan mm -hmm. and make sure you have it written down. Make sure you go step by step by step on, you know, if you're ready or if you have the money or, you know, the product that you're going to be there for, but have that business plan in force. Um, and, and follow it. You know, some people just write it and think, Hey, I'm going to do this. And they, they go away from it. They veer away from it. You don't yeah. want to do that. Just stick with it and go. Um, yeah. That's, that's the biggest thing. And you know, anybody can, anybody can start a business. I can start a business tomorrow by, by just saying a name right. and Hey, this is what I do. I can do a coaching, but you know, but make sure you have a plan in force and you know, and make sure you have at least five or six people, uh, you know, an influence on you and saying, yes, you're ready or no, you're not ready. So interesting. Yeah. I, and you know, I, I don't know about your business plan, but it, it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be complicated. Mm. It can just be, it can just be one page where you just yep. list out some basic, you know, th this is my target market. Mm -hmm. This is my ideal customer. You know, this is how I'm going to make money. This is what I'm going to spend money on. You know, exactly. and then you just try to stick to that, that plan as much as possible. And it, it's not that you, you know, it, it, it's like a budget. You know, I, I talk mm -hmm. with people about budgeting sometimes, I, you know, this, but don't see this budget as, as rules. Don't see this budget as something telling you what you can't spend your money on. Look at this budget as telling you what you can spend your money on, right? right. Like you are allowing yourself to go spend money on this. You're allowing mm -hmm. your money itself to go spend money on that. And I think a business plan is very similar. It's not saying that you can't be entrepreneurial. It's not right. saying that you can't go chase your dreams. Mm -hmm. It's saying that you've got a plan for how you're going to achieve that and you're actually going to make those goals happen you're actually going to mm -hmm. follow through on that plan yep and yeah, you know something that, something that stuck with me way from way back in the when it was that laying the foundation think about it, a house if you don't have a foundation that thing's going to crumble and so lay that foundation and you're good to go yep yeah, absolutely. And in a, in a hot housing market like this, where we see a lot of houses get thrown up in a month, right, you know, right, yeah. and, then, and then you come back a year later after the inspection and you see, you start seeing some of the flaws. And I think a lot of people's businesses are like that. There's another thing too, that I'm noticing is that a lot of people might be really good at what they do, but mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean they're good at running that business. You know, right. they, 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 it, it's, it's two different things, right? You're mm -hmm. doing that work for the customers or the clients, but then you're also running a business. And just because right. you can do one doesn't necessarily mean you're good at the other. Very true. And managing people is, is, is another different beast by itself. You know? Yeah, right. And then you bring you know? on staff and it becomes a exactly. whole different operation. There's yeah. a lot more that goes into it. So make sure you're ready for that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Good deal. Um, so Lewis has been great. Uh, if listeners want to get a hold of you, ask some more questions or just find out more about you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, they can email our office. Uh, it's info at Alleman, A-L-E-M-A-N insurance.com. Or you can call my office is 904-337-3379. We're located in the center of Jacksonville, which is San Marco. Um, and it's 1400 Prudential Drive, Suite 2. And zip code is 32207. Good deal. And, good deal. You know, if you guys want to talk about anything other than just insurance, you just, you know, <laughs> call me, talk to me and we'll, we'll work things out. Good deal. Awesome. We'll make sure to get all that in the uh, show notes and the description for the episode. Lewis, thank you so much. This has been great. I think there's a ton of good stuff here and probably some stuff I'm going to have to follow up uh, with you on in a later for episode. Sure. Um, but, you know, it really happy to see that uh, you've been able not to just succeed in one business, but that you're bringing that on into multiple businesses and bringing people into that with you as well. Um, so for those of you out there starting your businesses, don't just be thinking about yourself. Be thinking about how you can use that business to help other people as well and bring other people into the field also. Um, yeah. Good deal. I am Jeremy Wells, host of the JWL CFO show. Again, Lewis, thank you so much. Thank you to the listeners and the uh, watchers here. Is subscribe if you haven't already and uh, be sure to let us know how we're doing. All the notes will be in the show notes or the description. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thank you. 